0: Welcome back, everyone, to another Slab Stocks podcast. I'm Aaron, joined here by Nate. We are back with a Look, look Back at It podcast. Uh, last week, we looked at the 2000, 2018 Bowman baseball line between 2018 Bowman baseball, releasing in April, Bowman Chrome releasing in September, and Bowman Draft releasing in December. And today, we're moving one year back further, going to 2017, between the baseball, the Chrome, and the draft and nate once again did an awesome job of pulling out the different names from the checklist they're very noteworthy or at least add some value to the checklist and we're going to look at them try to figure out which checklist was the best give our review of the rankings three two one style and then we'll go over the top five players over all the products uh analyze those guys further look at their prices talk about their statistics um and why they are the top five players uh the products so nate thanks for joining again Uh, You want to give a little overview of the checklist gathering and uh, reveal our number three to start?
1: All right, so number three, and I don't think this is uh, too much of a a stretch here, is Bowman Chrome. You'll notice a lot of nice names in here, but overall it doesn't have the top-end talent or the depth that the other two lists have. So, Bowman Chrome, you've got Albert Abreu, uh, Houston pitching prospect, Austin Hayes, Orioles outfielder, Anthony Kay, Mets pitching prospect, Adrian Mahone, Padres pitching prospect, Chris Paddock, Padres phenom pitching prospect. Chris Paddock is so good this year. David Fletcher, infielder for the Angels, who also had a great year. To Nelson Lamett who uh, came back from injury end of the year and did pretty well for the Padres. Francisco Mejia. Padres catching prospect. There's a lot of Padres in this list. My goodness. Jazz Chisholm, who just got traded. <coughs> excuse me. Just got traded to the Marlins. Um, and he's a Marlins shortstop prospect. John Duplantier, who is a Dimebacks pitching prospect. Jesus Sanchez, who also got traded to the Marlins. Yes. Yes. Uh, Marlins outfield prospect. Khalil Lee, Kansas City. Um. Royals outfield prospect. I believe he plays outfield. I guess I could be wrong on that. He does. Huge strikeout numbers, though. Luis Arias, twins infield prospect, or twins infield major league baseball player who had insane line drive rates this year and did really well. Lazarito Ar- Armenteros, that's how you say his last name, was yep. a big signee from the A's a couple years ago. Shortstop prospect. He strikes Liotta out a Tar- ton.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Leote uh. Outfield prospect for the Rangers. Sixto Sanchez, one of our favorite pitching prospects from the Phillies. Wander Javier, a shortstop prospect for the Twins. And Yusniel Diaz, a outfield prospect for the Rangers now? Or is he on the Dodgers no, still? He's on
0: the, he's on the Orioles.
1: On the oh, Orioles, that's who it was. No,
0: but also, you <laughs> failed to mention that Sixto got traded from the Phillies to the Marlins. Ah, that's right. <laughs> So a lot of these guys have gotten dealt, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, in ton of them, and then a lot um, on the Padres too. <laughs> yeah,
1: ton on the Padres, couple on the Marlins. Chris Paddock got traded from the Marlins to the to the Padres. Yep. but uh, I mean, if pitching's your thing, this is a pretty nice list. Um, maybe not high end pitching. Sixto's a nice pitcher, and Chris Paddock's a nice pitcher. But Anthony K, Adrian Mahone, uh Lamette, Deplantier, they're all nice, uh solid above average pitchers, Albert Abreu. But <coughs> excuse me, um they're their hitters, major major flaws in Diaz, yes no Diaz, major flaws in Wander Javier and Tavares and uh Lazarito, Lazz, uh Areas is good. Um but Sanchez has had some prospect sheen wear off. Jazz Chisholm has had some prospect sheen wear off. Francis, Francisco Mejia is good. David Fletcher is nothing to write home about. He's a nice player. Just, you know, um, Austin Hayes has had some prospect sheen wear off. So, yeah, it's uh,
0: – And I was just going to add, Jesus Sanchez is probably the highest talked about prospect in terms of just people I know that like him or like to buy him or used to like to buy him. His nine fives now sell for forty dollars for a base autograph. Yeah. So, so not much firepower with the prospects at all. And obviously, a, but, rise, a rise became okay. I, I'm I'm not talking in terms of, um, you know, you know, you have your Chris Paddock who was a top prospect, but like value of the cards.
1: Yeah, yeah, that, I agree with that. Yeah, the,
0: <laughs> the value of the um, cards is very low.
1: Yeah. Yeah, nobody's paying for Khalil Lee. Nobody's paying for John DePlantier. Uh, no. No, nobody's people are paying for Chris Paddock.
0: Yeah, Sixto Sanchez and Jazz Chisholm a little bit, and Jesus Sanchez a little bit, and Araya yeah. is actually more so than I think that we probably think. I know that his cards. Uh, I know his prices have gone up. I
1: have just haven't looked at him in a while. But, but I mean, it, overall, prospect wise, it's it's a nice list.
0: His are only thirty dollars for a base, so. Nice list for some players, but not so much if you're trying to pull a huge card. Yeah,
1: that is the big thing.
0: Which is why it lands at number three on the ranking. Yep. Also, due to 2017 being pretty sweet, so it's really hard to beat out the other ones once we start to talk about them, you understand more.
1: Yes, and we'll get into that. And um, it may be my final two rankings, you know, people might lean either way. If you like top-end talent, you'll probably have one of them ranked higher. If you like better depth, you'll have the other one ranked higher. I'm leaning towards depth, which means for number two, we have the top-end talent, and number two is Bowman baseball. Bowman baseball, of course, you'll know as the home of three of the premier prospects in baseball in Eloy Jimenez, Nick Senzel, and Ronald Acuna, Jr. Um, I guess not prospects anymore. all them will be players. But three of the top players – three of the top prospects that are now MLB players, Nick Senzel can't stay healthy, but Eloy and Ronald Cooner were obviously really good this year, Eloy being a rookie, Ronald Cooner being his second year and looking like he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Um, But after those guys, you've got Tristan McKenzie, who dealt with injuries this year, Blake Rutherford, who is – meh. Adonis Medina, who's mad. Christian Arroyo, who's been traded from the Giants to the Rays and is fine. Freddie Peralta, who had that one really good start last year against the Rockies and then has been, like, up and down the rest of the way and is now a reliever. You got Jason Groom, who was the number one pick years ago by the Astros, did not sign, then signed with the Red Sox and has been injured a lot. And then guys like Josh Okimi. And Kyle Funkhauser and Kevin, Ma- Kevin Mation, who was the number one international signee by the Braves, and then the Braves got in trouble. <coughs> Excuse me. And he got uh, released to free agency, and the Angels signed him, and he just hasn't been that good. Lucas er- Ersig, who people were excited about but hasn't done anything. Luis Curiel, who had a good year in the majors this year. And then, like, Yu Cheng Chang. Who is a nice shortstop prospect but doesn't do really anything one thing well but should be a solid major league baseball player. But really it's 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 the three top end guys and then a ton of guys that have huge question marks or are really probably just you know two win players or lower.
0: Yeah, so that's where they come at number two, just because averaging it all out, it just doesn't seem like, obviously, Acuna, I'll say his prices now, and we'll go over more later on how they changed. But right now, a 9-5 of Acuna is $1,600 for a base, which carries a heavy load when talking about how much boxes are worth of 2017 bone baseball. But Nate and I were talking, and in terms of fielding, you know, actual baseball talent in a team, uh, the depth just is really non-existent, uh, which is why we land in the number two. Uh, which actually would be interesting to compare the box prices of Bowman Baseball and Bowman Draft in different years, but maybe we can do that later in another podcast because we seem to always talk for longer than we expect on these things. Yep.
1: Um, one quick, one quick uh, tangent here: Yu Cheng Chang. For those of you that don't know that are listening, was originally part of a deal for Jonathan Lucroy. And it was going to be Francisco Mejia and Yu Cheng Chang and. Uh, two other guys that escaped my mind right now. One was an outfielder that was Greg Allen. Um, and Jonathan Lucroy declined the trade to get sent to the Indians. So instead he got sent to the Rangers for Lewis Brinson and Luis Ortiz. And a uh, kid we sent to the White Sox. I can't remember his name now. And Lewis Brinson, you'll know, was the top piece in getting Christian Yelich. So thank you, Lucroy for demanding a trade to the Rangers instead.
0: Yes. I feel like that dude that you couldn't name from the White Sox, is, or who we traded the White Sox, I think his name started with like a C or something. Clint Coulter?
1: No, no, no. Clint Coulter um, was our own personal draft pick. But um, we did trade him for um, reliever. I just can't remember who. Gotcha. <clears throat> but anyway, so that's 2017 Bowman Baseball. Pretty good. Top end is amazing, obviously. But 2017 Bowman draft, for my money, is where it's at. <coughs> You'll notice a lot of these guys are high upside or talked about, or just top hundred prospects. So you've got guys like Austin Beck, who's a A's outfielder who's been disappointing to this point, but still has upside. Adam Hazley, who's a Phillies outfielder that played this year in the majors. Brendan McKay, obviously the the Rays uh, pitcher slash designated hitter probably in the future. Um, Brent Rucker, first baseman for the Twins. Bubba Thompson, outfield prospect for the Rangers. Corbin Martin, pitching prospect for the Astros, who did well this year. D.L. Hall, Orioles pitching prospect, who did pretty well. Evan White, a lot of people's, one of their favorite prospects coming into the year, first base prospect for the Mariners, who I don't know if Aaron agrees with me, but I feel like he should be shifted to an outfield spot. I think he'd be more valuable.
0: I was thinking that when <laughs> you were saying it.
1: Yep. Griffin Canning, one of my favorite pitching prospects uh, from the Angels. Elliot Ramos, athletic outfielder from the Giants. Joe Dell, obviously unbelievably good outfielder from the Angels. Jeter Downs, who was traded from the Reds to the Dodgers and is now one of the Dodgers' top prospects, shortstop prospect. Uh, Kesson Hira, shortstop third base, probably. Kesson Hira, second baseman for the Brewers, had a great year. Mackenzie Gore, the top or the second best pitching prospect in baseball between him and Casey Mize for the Padres. Um, Nate Pearson, who is our favorite pitching prospect, probably, for the Blue Jays. Royce Lewis, twins shortstop prospect, and also top 10 prospect in baseball. And then Shane Baz, who, Aaron, you bought a lot of Shane Bass, and yeah. uh, I think you probably sold them all, but he has been, uh, I've seen a lot of his, his name come up a lot in uh, Arizona Fall League, which I don't love the Fall League, but um, I love Shane Bass before that, and he's definitely an off-season buy target in
0: my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I owned a, uh, quite a bit last summer, or this past summer, and I sold them all, but yeah, yeah. we we'll still like him a lot. Yeah,
1: Shane Bass has been nasty, nasty. But you'll notice from that list, Shane Bass, top hundred prospect. Voice Lewis, top hundred prospect. Nate Pearson, top hundred. Gore, top hundred. Here, top hundred. Jeter Downs probably going to be a top hundred if not already, depending on the list. Joe Dell, top hundred. Elliot Ramos, top hundred. Griffin Kenning was a top hundred. Evan White was is a top hundred. D. L. Hall is top hundred. Corbin Martin, top hundred. Bobby Thompson will probably a top hundred. Um, McKay was a top hundred. The only guys that weren't were like Brent Rooker, Adam Hazley, Austin Beck. And even like Austin Beck probably has the talent. Brent Rooker's a bat for his first baseman. So there's in lines of why he's not a top hundred prospect, but still interesting.
0: And <laughs> Hazley was a top one hundred before the last this past season started. And then also Well, he
1: was all he was I mean, so was Austin Beck. Yeah. Or two years ago Austin Beck was probably because they were top ten draft picks. Mm-hmm. I don't like to use that because Nobody really knows anything. I just like to go off end of last year type of thing.
0: Yeah, and end of last year, Kesson here would not be a top 100 prospect.
1: <laughs> well, no, neither would Griffin Canning. <laughs> I know. You I get know. my point, though.
0: No, I. But to even strengthen your point, Royce Lewis, Nate Pearson, Mackenzie Gore, Joe Adele, and then Brent uh, Brendan McKay, all top 20, some top 10.
1: Yeah, which
0: just is loaded.
1: Obviously, none of them are on the. Maybe Joe Adele, but none of the other ones are on par with Acuna. Yep. Though Kesson here obviously did look insanely good in his uh, (coughs) cup of tea uh, with the Brewers, which we'll get to.
0: For sure. So So. there you have
1: it. Uh, Draft number one, Bowman Baseball number two, and Bowman Chrome number three. They'll all have their merits uh, in my mind. Bowman Chrome is better than last time. What was it? 2018 Bowman Baseball. That was terrible.
0: Yeah, yeah. I w- the worst I
1: w- one here is better than the.
0: Which which brings up an interesting point. I was going to ask you uh, compare 2017 to 2018. Uh, obviously, I don't need you to remember the the very small guys in the 2018 one, <laughs> but but just in a general sense between oh 2017 you know, all day. That's what I was going to say too. Just want to see yeah. if you're in greens. <laughs> yeah.
1: I know. I know. 2018 will have a lot of guys fresh in your mind, but 2017 all day.
0: Yeah, like your Robert and stuff like that. Yeah. Alvarez, too. Who Alvarez actually hasn't done really anything in the postseason from what I think. But obviously, 22-year-old rookie, not saying he should be. Um, well, it would be nice to see that. Also, sweet game last night. I don't, you probably were sleeping because you are on the East Coast. I
1: went to bed after the 10th inning. What? Yeah.
0: So you missed the home run? Yep. Ooh. Yep. It was the very first pitch, too.
1: Yep, I know. I I watched it, I watched <laughs> it later on. But getting back to the subject at hand, should we go yes. through the top five?
0: Let's do it. And let's start with number five and work our way up.
1: All right. Number five on the list, and I, I struggled with this one. There was a number of ways I thought about going. I was thinking maybe I'd put in Mackenzie Gore. I was thinking about putting in <coughs> – Uh, Well, at the end there, I was thinking about putting in Nick Senzel. Um, But in the end, stuck with number five, Royce Lewis. Played in high A and double A this year. Combined, he only hit 236, 290, 371. That's average on base and slugging. So 236 average, 290 on base and a 371 slugging. He had 26 doubles, four triples, 12 home runs. He had a six point seven walk rate and a 21.7 strikeout rate. Or a 21.7% of the time he struck out. 6.7% of the time he walked. I'm sure, if you listen to us enough, you should know that, but I better be more clear on that. Um, <clears throat> pretty bad year. The strikeout rate ain't bad. The walk rate's pretty nice. Just not getting not getting enough contact. Um or good contact. Cause he's making plenty of contact, apparently. His strikeout rate's not astronomically high but the contact apparently is poor enough where he's running a 236 average if he's running a 236 average his decent walk rate's not going to help him out he's still in the he's a 290 so 54 points higher than his uh on base is nice if you're hitting 300 it's not as nice if you're hitting 236
0: you mean 54 uh, points higher than his average
1: oh yeah he's on base 54 points higher than his average yes and it's 371 slugging it's definitely what you don't want to see um, especially out of a guy that so much was so, so highly uh, touted uh, coming into the year. You want to see him getting to his power more. But I heard a lot of things that it was mechanical and not physical, like he physically should be able to do it. He just had some flaws in his mechanics, and apparently the Twins were trying to let him figure it out on his own. If that was the smartest i plan, I don't know. If that's true, I don't know. That's what I heard. So we'll see if he can bounce back. He is having a good time in Arizona Fall League right now. (coughs) But as we know, that doesn't really mean anything because the pitchers are all pretty poor. But hopefully it can get him some confidence going into next uh, spring training.
0: Yep. And speaking about bounce back, uh, his prices will need a little bit of a bounce back after last year because a year ago from today, his BGS 9.510 base autograph uh, selling around $190, and in this stretch uh, from last year until today, I know that they touched around $260 in spring training, uh, so they did go up. Expectations were high going into this season, and now today they're around $140 for a 9510 base. So uh, not, not a great season uh, for, for the autographs of his uh, because if you were to look at the height of them around spring, they went down from 260 to 140 a pretty big drop. Uh, will we see a bounce back? I don't know. I suppose we need to see a little bit more uh, uh, in spring training and the beginning of the season to make a call on that.
1: Yep. Yeah, I'm, I, I love Royce Lewis, but it was such a bad year with no real hot stretches. Though he's having a hot stretch right now, I don't know if it's because the Twins doing something weird. You know, it's one of those things that I guess I just can't trust it until I see him performing. Again, I'm that's not going to go tell people to buy Royce Lewis this offseason, that's for sure. Right. Even though he's cheaper, so it might be a good idea. But it's just a, a it's a much bigger risk than it was last year. Mm-hmm. <coughs> okay, so moving on to number four, but number one in our hearts on this entire list of anyone we ever cover, Keston here, Woo. Second, second baseman for the Brewers, as you and I know well, and maybe – Everyone else listening to this, but potentially not. not. Kessing here was incredible. Played 84 games this year, hit 303 with a 368 on base percentage and a 570 slugging. I mean, a 9, uh, what, 938 on um, OPS from a uh, 22 mm-hmm. year old. Yep, that's wonderful. First taste of the majors, not bad. No. Uh, had 23 doubles, two triples, 19 home runs in the majors. Um, And I should point out that this is all major league numbers. I took nothing from his minor leagues because if I did he would have a grand total of 38 home runs because he hit 19 in the minors too. Boom. (coughs) He had a 7.2 walk percent which is pretty nice. A little bit higher than what he was doing in the minors. He had a 30.7 K percentage which is really high but if he's going to barrel up the ball every time he makes contact I'm okay with him striking out that much. If he's hitting the bar If he's hitting the ball hard every single time, then selling out for power like that is okay. It's when you're striking out and also not putting up the power numbers, at which point you become useless. And he was definitely not useless because he had a 139 WRC plus in the majors, which is 39 points better than league average or 39% better than league average,
0: which is awesome. Yeah. It's so sweet.
1: It's nice to have him and Christian Yalich anchor our core for years to come.
0: Oh, yeah. And if you were an investor a year from today, last October, you could be buying his BGS 9.5 base autographs for $70 a year from today. And at one point during his hot stretch to start the major leagues, I think that was probably actually his second opportunity coming up when he stayed for a much longer period. His 9.5 base autographs, the highest auction sale was $250. And now today after having a great rookie season, they are 125. So if you're listening to this, I would highly consider, once again, looking at Kesson Hira as an offseason buy target because those are some unreal hitting numbers in the major leagues for a 22-year-old, and that is very, very low for a recent Bowman Chrome 9.5 base autograph.
1: Yep. And another thing I'd like to point out is that since we got to watch a lot of Kesson Hira, a lot of you... I mean, a lot of time, all we can do is scout stat lines and scout other scouts work because we can't watch these guys all the time. I'd like to point out that and Hira hit balls the other way harder than almost any brewer I've ever seen besides Braun, And uh, that is a nice sign of things to come. If you can drive the ball opposite field with the way and Hira does, uh, I don't think he's going to be losing any of this hitting skill anytime soon. This isn't a fluke, is what I'm trying to say.
0: All right, enough of the the love fest people are saying, so how about we move on to number three?
1: All right, number three, Joe Adele. Um, Joe Adele was maybe a little bit of a – I know A at least, was a little bit of a down season, but his full season numbers, he played in high A, double AA, A, triple A, and in there his full season numbers were 289 average, 359 slugging, and a 475 on, uh, botch that, 289 average, 359 on base, and a 475 slugging, with 27 doubles, zero triples, 10 home runs, Um, you're probably like, man, he only had 37 uh, extra base hits, he was injured for a decent amount of the year, so he didn't have a full season of uh, at-bats to get those numbers up, but he still put up a nice season, 8.7 walk rate, and a 27.5% K rate. 27.5 27.5 is a little high, sure, but it's nothing nothing too too alarming with a nine percent walk rate and the athleticism Joe Adele has. Um you gotta remember he was a two sport athlete <coughs> and he's become much better than people expected much earlier. And I expect that to keep going up.
0: That strikeout rate reminds me a lot of like Fernando Tatis, like through the minors he had like a twenty-five plus strikeout rate. Um but obviously one of the best young players in the entire MLB. And yep. in terms of pricing for Joe Adele, so last year in October, his 9.5s were going for $560 for a base autograph. And a year later, after the injuries and, you know, not a is a good season, obviously, but wasn't as people were probably expecting with $560, uh, 885 today for a BGS 9.5. $885, not bad. A big increase.
1: I will I will point out Joe only played seventy-six games and he had good stats in double A where he played his most games 43. He had a 308 average with 390 on base and a 553 slugging. <coughs> it was it was his uh triple A numbers that really brought his season down to what you see. He hit 264, 321, 355, and triple A in 27 games. Gotcha. Um, but it was his first taste of Triple A as a 20-year-old, so nobody can really fault him. You're not, you know, no, not everyone's Juan Soto, right? Right. Uh, and so I expect a nice season from Joe Adele next year, and I'm sure everyone else did because his prices, as you said, did not go down despite the slightly underwhelming numbers at Triple A.
0: Yeah, no, only went up.
1: So, Joe Dell's number three. Number two is Eloy Jimenez, uh, White Sox outfielder. Obviously, had a great year. Many of you will have known that if you followed along with the MLB this year, even though the White Sox highlights are few and far between, mostly on many of the major shows. Uh, 267 average, 315 on base, and a 513 slugging for Jimenez on the year with 18 doubles, 2 triples, and 31 home runs. Consider me somebody that didn't. <laughs> Excuse me. Consider me somebody that da- did not realize that Jimenez had thirty home run thirty one home runs on the year.
0: Yeah, I didn't know that until the end of the season and I was like, whoa, wasn't expecting that. Well, I was expecting it before the year and then didn't get up to the hottest start. Um but yeah, pretty nice to quietly hit thirty one home runs.
1: Uh six percent walk rate and a twenty six point six K rate. Um both of those are fine. 26, a 6% walk rate is fine. I'd wish his K rate was a little lower or his walk rate was a little higher to go with that K rate, but beggars can't be choosers. He had a 116 WRC plus. I'm a little concerned. I mean, obviously it was his first taste. Can't have him hitting 267 with a 315 all the time, or else he's not extremely valuable of a hitter if he's just a power. A power, think like a Mark Trumbull, high, or a Todd Frazier high slugging percentages, low on bases. You know, that's not overly valuable. And you're expecting more out of Eloy Jimenez.
0: Yeah, who was a previous top five prospect. Um, And last October, his 9.5 base autos were 275. Today, they are 235, so a drop there. However, they were up to $400 plus uh, around spring training slash call-up last year. So expectations were very high for the rookie season. He hit two sixty-seven, which is much lower than his minor league career. However, it is major league pitching, so I'm not necessarily saying it should be the same, just saying that the expectations were not met.
1: Yeah. But there's also a reason they gave him, you know, like a 60 contact yeah. or a sixty hit tool in the minors. I don't think it's just gonna disappear. No. I would expect like two eighty batting averages going forward, uh, if he's unlucky, not two sixty seven. Right, and with the two eighty, you know, you're probably sitting at a three thirty on base, which is good. Mm-hmm. you know, fine for him. yeah, um, so that's our number two. Uh, while his overall numbers weren't as good as like Kestons or whatever, I just think a lot more people are way more excited about him, which factors into it. I think having pretty uh, uh, you know unbelievable power. Compared to everyone else on this list has something to do with it <coughs> so Eloy that's why Eloy Jimenez slide in at number two um and then number one obviously you all know who it is how could you choose anybody I would pick this guy to be number one among any list out there except for 2009 and that is Ronald Acuna jr. who after having a great year last year and winning Rookie of the Year, followed up by hitting 280 with a 365 on base and a five eighteen slugging with, with 22 home runs, two triples, and 40 home runs.
0: I, I saw that you, this before. I'm pretty sure he messed up. It's supposed to say 22 doubles, two triples, and I'm pretty sure he had 40 or 41 home runs in the season.
1: For everyone listening, in my notes here, it just has a four which is why we're like, uh, what? So 41 home runs, along with, I didn't bring up this for anybody else, but 37 stolen bases, the youngest player to ever have a 40-30 season in his career. And if he hadn't gotten injured at the end of the year, you know, if he'd gotten to play a full complement 162 games, I'm sure he could have gone for that 40 stolen bases and been like the youngest player ever to have a 40-40 season. Didn't happen, which is unfortunate, but I'm sure he'll get there in the future. <coughs> He also had a 10.6% walk rate, which is amazing, uh, 26.3% K rate, which is fine, a little high. He had 188 strikeouts on the year. If he had gotten to play the last six games, he would have maybe broken 200, which is a little uh, a little scary, not something you want to see which is why, like, Kessin here is 30.7% K rate is scary because that's definitely over 200 strikeouts in a full season. Um, but when you're hitting the ball like a, a Kuna or a Hero, it doesn't matter. And with Hero's defense added in, it is <coughs> – excuse me, sorry. Too much talking today. But with his defense added in and his, uh, his running the bases, uh, he's the complete package, looks like a Hall of Famer and there's nobody else we can put for number 1.
0: Absolutely not. Even though I want to put Kisten here at number
1: 1. <laughs> yep.
0: And in terms of his boom chrome 9.5s, $725 at the end of last season and today they're going for 1680 for a 9.5, 1600.
1: And who who did I tell 2 years ago to for you to buy? <laughs>
0: uh Update, Nate did not even remember telling me to buy him. I had to remind him that he told me that. But also, we've been over this before. This was right when I was getting back into it uh, over two years ago now. And I did not want to spend 100, $150 per autograph. True. But if you just bought one and sat on it, true,
1: that would have been nice. All right, well, that's our top five. Um, To recap, we got Acuna number one, Jimenez number two, Adele number three, Hero number four, and Royce Lewis number five. And then our top – our ranking for the uh, releases was draft number one because of the depth, Um, ton of top 100 prospects, Bowman baseball number two because of the high end of Acuna, Sensel, and Jimenez, and then Bowman Chrome number three coming in at distant third. They have some depth, but it's not really much to write home about outside of Chris Paddock and, like, Sixto Sanchez, who are pitchers that people don't really – and people don't really like investing in pitchers. Yep. So uh, there you have our 2017 Bowman lookback.
0: Oh, yeah. Actually pretty awesome. There's so many good players in here. It's crazy. There are,
1: there are so many good players. And remember, Shane Bass. If you get anything from this, it's to remember Shane Bass and to look him up and to track his cards and to potentially buy him Yep. if the price presents itself in November.
0: Yes. Wait wait one more month from today and then start your buying all the way until January and you should do well with baseball. And like always, at the end of a podcast, I will give a brief overview of the rest of the week. This week we have no YouTube videos coming out. Uh, Hopefully the week after
1: this.
0: (laughs) Are you booing
1: I I was just being the mouth of the people.
0: (laughs) All right. So sorry, but no YouTube videos this week. Uh, We should have three podcasts coming out, though, to uh, counteract that one today. And then one on Wednesday on our week four. Sorry. Week six NFL recap. I think week six, maybe week five. No, week six. All right,
1: good. Though we could and, recap week four again, I guess. That'd be weird, but whatever.
0: <laughs> and then Friday, we will have to come up with something. Possibly an NFL. I'm thinking, right. an, I'm thinking an NBA preview. Oh, true. The season starts on, on the Tuesday. 22nd. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure an NBA preview on Friday then. Um, And then also Tuesday, Thursday, we'll get a little bit of a, a mini article out on Instagram, an uh, Instagram post at night around 4 to 5 p.m. Central time, normally when our podcasts come out. Uh, So yeah, look out for that. Look out for the rest of the podcast this week. And uh, as always, thank you for listening. Nate, anything else here? Uh,
1: Nothing from my end. Just thanks for listening as always. We always appreciate every time you listen to us. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out.
0: Oh, for sure. Follow us on Instagram, at Slabstocks, DM us there. We'll try to answer your questions. Thank you guys for for listening to this.
1: I do have one what? more thing. What? If you haven't signed up for the Sunday Slab, it's a Sunday email that we send out. It has some fun things in there, some informational things about cards and stats and tweets of the week. Uh, Aaron works very hard on it. <coughs> I've heard – I know a lot of people that enjoy it. Um, so if you have not signed up for that, please do so. You can find a link on our website. It should be at the top of the page right at slabstocks.com. You'll see a little sign-up. All it takes is your name your email two seconds you're done and you get it a nice informational thing every sunday for
0: you doesn't even take your name actually only your email now perfect <laughs> so one step quicker and yes uh i work on these every week and we try to get some more information to you guys and also there's a five dollar paypal giveaway in each in each sunday slap with a little trivia question and that's always fun uh for our yep. audience and our our viewers um so with that and as we grow hopefully the yeah. uh the, prizes, the get bigger. Uh, prizes will grow. So yeah, that's Get in plan. early. Yep. For sure. Um, so thank you guys for listening. Look out for the rest of this stuff. Uh, as always, Instagram is where everything is at. Everywhere else kind of gets some things here or there, but follow us there. Thank you <laughs> for listening, and we will talk to you guys next time.